sleep. I only understood the value of sleep when I lost it. And that happened at exactly the same time I became a parent. Whether it's the bone-crushing sleep deprivation of the early weeks and months, or the interrupted nights from wet beds and sick children, sleep is never the same. I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is The Promise of Sleep, a podcast that explores all the ways parents can get more sleep. He would be waking up every 40 minutes to an hour throughout the night. We were probably getting three, four hours maybe sleep. And on days like that, the next day, you, your body feels almost hungover. You know, obviously thinking is hard, putting sentences together is hard, doing anything is hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's torture. It's why they use it as a form of torture. Babies are curious creatures. For starters, they can't talk and tell you what's wrong, which is particularly galling given there are so many things going on for a baby in the first year. If you haven't already heard the first episode in this series, Expectations, Sleep or the Lack of It in the First Year, you should definitely check it out. But back to that baby who can't tell you what's going on. What if there was someone who had experienced deciphering baby behaviour? I'm talking about sleep consultants, and that's what this episode is all about. There are a myriad of services out there that can help you with your baby's sleep. But how do you know when it's time to reach out? Mel and her husband, Sai are at the end of their tether. Their nine-month-old boy, Noah, is just about as cute as a baby can get. He's also a terrible sleeper. When we first started having problems, we thought it was to do with him having really bad reflux and all that kind of stuff. So we were trying putting the, the cot on an angle and all that kind of thing, and we thought it helped. And <laughs> But at that stage, like, they're only little anyway, so it's really weird sleep as it is. They sleep a lot, but on and off throughout the night. Yeah, we ended up um, moving to co-sleeping because we just found that getting up like every hour, like every 40 minutes, you know, every hour and a half, two hours, it was just too much. So we brought him into the bed with me and then it was just, you know, like patting him and shushing him. And yeah, we, we found, yeah, we found that was a lot more manageable co-sleeping in the end than constantly getting up and down, up and down. It was just brutal and we couldn't, we couldn't sustain it, particularly with us both working. And I remember as well that, um, there's just so many places you can get advice from. You can talk to your mother's group. You can talk to friends. You can look online. Um, did you look outside of what felt natural to find ways of getting him to sleep? Yeah, absolutely. You Google like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> you, forums. You forums, like, yeah, sleep sites, books. You just devour anything sleep-related, looking for that tiny little passage that might help you or be relevant to you or that little change that you might make that could make all the difference and it doesn't but you keep trying so yeah we we did a lot of reading um reached out to our friends that had kids the same age or babies the same age I've bought online programs yeah we've we've tried a lot Jo Ryan is a sleep consultant from Baby Bliss, a parenting support service. She was a registered nurse for 20 years and has a particular interest in infant mental health. She says it's time for Mel and Sai to get some outside support. 
babies do need to sleep at some point. And if your baby was sort of over six months, say between six and 12 months, and they were waking frequently overnight, and by frequently I mean every one to two hours overnight, then I would suggest that they need some help because primarily that baby is not getting the sleep that it needs in order to grow and develop and, you know, have it process everything that's going on in its little brain properly and restfully. So, yeah, I think if your baby's over six months and they're still waking, you know, more than twice a night, then it's probably time to, to do something. So where do you go once you've decided it's time to get some help? There are a number of options. Sleep school is one. Tresillian and Caritani are two of the most established parental support groups in Australia. They offer residential services where parents can come to stay with their babies and get expert advice on settling and sleep strategies. Often, you'll need a referral from your GP. Another popular option are sleep consultants. These are individuals who will come to your home or give you advice over the phone. Amy's son is nine and a half months old. She found that using a sleep consultant was really helpful. I think part of the problem as well with being a mum in this day and age is that there's so much information out there as as there is with anything and, and now more than ever we've got so much access to it but it's all conflicting really and it's very different to be able to talk to someone and have them listen to you and they've heard it all before and they can, you know, just give you very personalised advice. You can read as many blogs as you want and think, oh, that sounds a bit like me, but it's, you know, it's different when someone's on the other end of the line. One of Amy's friends told her about a place called Safe Sleep Space. According to Derek McCormick, Acting Executive Director at Raising Children Network, Getting a recommendation from a professional or someone you trust is the first step in finding the right consultant for your family. We would recommend talking to a local child and health nurse or just visiting local child and family health centre as a place to go for a bit of advice on on sleep uh, or accessing more support to do with sleep. Uh, of course, there's also the local GP who you might already be visiting with. But the, the, the point is, if you're going to seek extra support from a sleep consultant, um, it's a very good idea to start with a recommendation uh, as opposed to maybe jumping online and hoping for the best in terms of finding the right support. Finding the right support is so important. Different sleep consultants have different ways of getting a baby to sleep and you may not be comfortable with all of them. The main settling strategy that divides parents and experts is controlled crying. Controlled crying is where a baby is left for periods of time to cry. There are both pros and cons for using this approach, and I'm not saying that it's wrong for a parent to use this technique. What I am saying is that if you can't bear leaving your baby to cry, you don't want a consultant that uses this method. So before you start looking for someone to help you, you need to work out what you're comfortable with when it comes to settling techniques. Amy chose safe sleep space because she's not happy using controlled crying and the philosophy at safe sleep space gelled with her parenting style. It was just basically doing what's right for baby as well as yourself because you're all in it together and if you're not happy, baby's not going to be as happy as they can be either. Um, And I think that's kind of what it's all about. If you're trying 
really hard to do something and it just feels like you're pushing it uphill, well, then it just generally in life, I think, well, that's probably just not what you're meant to be doing at that point in time. So, you know, do what feels comfortable, what makes sense to you, and what seems to be working. And yeah, that's basically what they said in return. So step number one is working out your parenting style and how you feel about strategies like controlled crying. Step number two is finding a consultant who fits with your parenting philosophy. We'll be back with some more tips right after this short break. You know another thing that might help your baby sleep? Lullabies. If you haven't tried singing, check out The Lullaby Effect, another kindling podcast. So by giving them music and singing and exposure and all those sorts of things beforehand, it's actually contributing to them developing far quicker in their ability to communicate with language. In this podcast, award-winning researcher and music educator Dr Anita Collins explores the latest science behind lullabies and how they benefit your family. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Promise of Sleep, a kindling podcast hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt. In this episode, we're looking at how to find a sleep consultant to help your baby and you get some more sleep. Once you've decided you're going to get help, have a think about your parenting style and the kinds of settling techniques you're comfortable with as a family. Lucky for us, in Australia, there are a plethora of sleep consultants you can call on. But how do you know which ones are good, especially as they don't come cheap? Derek McCormick says there are a few things to look out for. It is a good idea to look at the qualifications of a sleep consultant. Uh, For example, it's a good sign if they have a background in child development or health, or let's say maternal child health. Uh, A lot of good sleep consultants began as maternal health nurses and developed into specialty. But in terms of qualifications, finding that they have been connected with a clinical service in the past is a good thing, uh, as well as noting that they may have also qualifications from university around child development, pediatrics, child health. So if you're accessing help from a consultant, you would be getting in touch with them and then immediately uh, hopefully finding time to talk about what's going on for you and your child so that they really become familiar with your story and what your needs are and what what kind of strategies you've tried. Uh, And that interaction, that chat in those early stages is really important. I would say it's, it's almost as important as looking at their qualifications. And if controlled crying isn't your thing, you'll need to ask some specific questions. Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss. If you don't want to do controlled crying, really make sure that that's not what that person is doing because there are a lot of terms used and thrown about these days that essentially are controlled crying, but they don't say it's controlled crying. So really find out exactly what that person is doing in regards to settling. Are they standing outside that room and letting your baby cry? And if they are, how long are they doing that for? Director of Safe Sleep Space, Cindy Davenport, says you can tell fairly quickly if the consultant uses a technique that includes controlled crying. If a parent was to ask a consultant, just really something simple like, explain to me what is the technique 
as soon as they heard anything around timing or yes, it's okay for the baby to cry, well, then you know it's probably not in line with um, perhaps the practice that they're looking for and certainly not um, a response-based technique. After you've explained what's happening for your family, Derek says the consultant should give you a plan that's easy to follow. A good plan can include things like routines, focusing on bedtime routines and bedtime habits. A good plan can often include things like strategies being reviewed regularly uh, to see if they're working. So if, if the consultant is laying out a plan and you see it, it makes sense and it has a sort of good structure to it, that's a good thing to be aware of. There was a time when I was so desperate for sleep, when my daughter was young, I didn't think about any of these things. I just wanted to speak to someone who would make my baby sleep. But the truth is, it won't work if you don't feel comfortable with the strategy you're given. It won't work if you don't understand what you're meant to do. And getting back to what Derek was saying earlier, it needs to be the right fit. Chris Minogue is a mothercraft nurse with over 30 years of experience, and she's a really sought-after sleep consultant. But even with such a stellar reputation, Chris says the success of her support often depends on the relationship she has with the parents. I think it's the way that you communicate with two people that allows the trust to build to give them the answer that they need with a baby. But what happens if your baby isn't down with the plan? Some babies just do not sleep. How long should you try a certain technique? Derek McCormack again. I reckon if, a, if a, more than a couple of months go by and a certain strategy or a certain overall plan doesn't seem to be working, it, it definitely uh, probably needs to get a relook and, and swapping out either strategies or even swapping out the consultant to try another, another consultant or another approach might be the way to go. The other thing that complicates this, of course, is that children's uh, patterns and needs will change as well. So a strategy may work and be the right one for a period of time, and then another strategy might be needed because things have changed. The child has moved on, developed a bit further, and the need has changed. Ultimately, Amy says that sleep consultants are the same as any other service you might use. Think of it like any chiropractor or doctor or psychologist you might go to yourself. Some you gel with and some you don't, and so shop around if you need to. Um, but also go in with an open mind and just try something. They are experts, whatever methods they follow. They've presumably done all the study and have loads of experience. So give it a go, and then if it doesn't fit, then, yeah, move on. Don't waste time. Don't spend too many nights despairing. Just get out there and try something else. That's it for this episode of The Promise of Sleep. If you have any questions regarding this or other episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. It's podcast at kindling.com.au. And if this series is helping you, tell a friend. Perhaps it will help them too. On the next episode of The Promise of Sleep, we're diving deep into what happens when one family reaches out for help with sleep consultant and mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. I really believe that you have to work from the place of where the baby's at before you can change their pattern. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you then.